If you're ready to elevate your level of care and professional satisfaction, register today for the trusted DPC event that can help get you where you want to go. With three physician-led tracks focusing on starting a DPC practice, growing a DPC practice, and clinical expertise within a DPC practice, the Direct Primary Care Summit has content for anyone no matter where you are in your DPC journey. The DPC Summit is happening June 20th to 23rd in Dallas, Texas. Learn more and register today at dpcsummit.org. Direct Primary Care is an innovative alternative path to insurance-driven healthcare. Typically, patients pay their doctor a low monthly membership and, in return, build a lasting relationship with their doctor and have their doctor available at their fingertips. I'm Jennifer Hetrick, MD of Hetrick Health, and this is my DPC story. Today on the podcast, we have Dr. Jennifer Hetrick of Hetrick Health. She completed her medical training at Case Western School of Medicine and served as chief resident during her time at the University of Missouri-Columbia. She is double boarded in both family and lifestyle medicine. Dr. Jennifer is a mom with two teenage daughters and opened her DPC doors in October of 2019. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Jennifer. Thank you so much for having me, Marielle. Um, I'm so excited for my DPC story, um, to have this as a venue for all of us to share our stories and to help educate the public about a way to get back to a, a personal accessible way of healthcare. Um, Yes, so I have been a family medicine physician for about 20 years and had a couple placeholders during that time, the last of which was being in urgent care when we made a move back to Ohio, which is uh, where I was mostly born and raised. And um, uh, the urgent care was purchased. So, so when the urgent care was sold, I had the option of realizing my dream, which was to open my own family med- medical center. I had hoped to be the MD component of a holistic health center. And um but hadn't lived in a place where that existed. I looked around and there wasn't one that I saw I could join. And so I thought to myself, sometimes you have to be the change you wish to see. And I thought this is my perfect nudge to open the practice that I've always wanted to. So I um, did a little bit of market research. I asked around and found that it was very difficult for an independent physician Uh, to survive on their own here. There's a large IPA, Independent Physicians Association, that's very successful. Um, But even then there were some limitations that weren't gonna allow me to do what I really wanted to do. So um, after looking around at different models, I happened upon the model of DPC and I haven't looked back. Thank you for sharing your journey into the DPC world with us. I wanted to touch on the fact that you are double boarded in both the American Board of Family Medicine and the American Board of Lifestyle Medicine. Can you tell us a little bit about your training in lifestyle medicine and how you incorporate that into your practice? Um, Yes, thank you. Uh, I was lucky to both at Case Western and at the University of Missouri have a medical school and residency that looked at the broader picture of health. Um, even before it was cool, we were talking about biopsychosocial models. And we were talking about holistic health. And um, I created some uh, alternative and integrative medicine rotations during both medical school and residency to pursue that. 
So I already had that family and community medicine viewpoint and perspective. But when I allowed my life to take over the busyness of life, the sedentary job of commuting in the car, sitting and talking to patients, sitting and charting, um, even a standing desk didn't help me in terms of feeling like I was losing some of my own sense of good health. I wanted to get a lifestyle medicine physician for myself. And when I looked around, there wasn't anybody that I could find that was specifically going to help me with that journey. So again, with the phrase, be the change that you want to see, um, I looked into, well, I was busy raising children and working in other practices um, and working in urgent care. People were out there gathering data and showing the evidence-based part of lifestyle medicine and, and working on motivational interviewing further, um, health coaching, and the American College of Lifestyle Medicine was available, not just for helping spread the word and learning about it, but also with a certification process. So that just had my name all over it. And I um, uh, trained, did the continuing education that was needed, attended the American College of Lifestyle Medicine Conference in 2018 for the first time and uh, board certified that same year and um, have really enjoyed bringing that to my practice. I, I think that we're going to bankrupt the medical system, we're going to bankrupt our health if we don't start working on um, food and movement and lifestyle as medicine. Definitely. And that really adds to why DPC can be so appealing to people because now you have the time to discuss those things with patients. One of the things that you list on your website is offering nutrition and cooking classes for your patients. So can you tell us a, about how that looks like in your practice? And I want to back up just a second yeah. to talk about the lifestyle medicine piece. Um, there are lots of good things to DPC, to direct primary care. But one of the biggest parts for me was that chance to get to um, know people on a deeper level and to have time to dig a little deeper with the with lifestyle change. Because I really do believe the current system as it's set up is more about sick care than health care. And it sounds cliche, but it really is true. Um, a good family physician has always been doing lifestyle medicine, but it, increasingly the, the structure, the model of um, insurance-based healthcare has been pushing that out. Um, we can counsel about diet when somebody's obese, but as soon as they get back into normal range, we can counsel, but we aren't reimbursed for it. Um, you know, we aren't reimbursed for the time it takes to really drill down and find out what are people eating? How are they sleeping? How are they moving? Um, those are those are casually talked about during a visit if somebody's good, but in a 10 or 15 minute visit, there's usually not enough time, um, not enough time to address barriers. So direct primary care gives puts the sort of control back in um, my interactions uh, and my and the time I can spend with patients. So that was the first biggest gift. The second, because I actually have time to talk about it. The second thing is that when um, in insurance, most of the time. The billing is about, again, being sick or having a diagnosis. With deep direct primary care, people are paying me um, and I can talk about whatever we want to talk about. And, and so in other words, they don't have to be sick to see me. And, and I love that because we can talk about health, we can do health coaching, we can talk about lifestyle change, we can talk about goals for their life, we can talk about um, whatever is needed to get them to be their best selves. And it also gives me time to really get to know people and link them to the services that I don't, um, uh, that I, that I don't provide or that maybe they need a little bit more special attention. So it's really been a, a fantastic model for me to, to incorporate lifestyle and um, uh, medicine. 
the nutrition and cooking classes um, are, are a couple fold. During that first year of investigating lifestyle medicine, I became a CHIP trainer. That's a complete health improvement program that Dr. Hans Deal has been a great proponent of and has a lot of uh, research to back up its use as an outpatient intensive lifestyle change agent. And so that's one formal way that I can reach patients and is very um, lovely structured, both in terms of education, um, they have videos and workbooks, um, if the powers in the group and the community in terms of helping each other, um, being accountability partners, um, sharing tips and tricks with how to prepare healthy food and, um, and move our bodies more, stress less, connect to community and our sense of purpose. Um, but then I also do uh, have just looked at our community and said, what are, are some opportunities to get this message out there? And I have really enjoyed working with the farmer's market. Um, with, I started a healthy habits talk with them. And uh, so just once a month, because that was manageable with my schedule, I um, go there. For, I first actually start with walk with the doc in the morning, um, right before the market, which we can talk about in a minute. And then I do something that usually has, um, before COVID anyway, had a food sample, um, a recipe that they could go home with and a demonstration. And it was linked to some sort of health topic of the month. And, um, and so basically, again, trying to get the word out locally that you know what we do with our bodies and our lives matters and is actually the best medicine to prevent, modify, or reverse disease. The other thing I do now that COVID's in place is I'm going to do these all um, uh, taped and virtually by a variety of modalities, probably using um, Facebook and Instagram for the two most common uh, ways for me to do that. I'm probably going to put buttons and links to my website, but those are things I aspire to and I haven't actually done. Um, COVID put a little bit of a a hitch in my plans. The other thing I've done in the meantime is I've sent links to my patients' um, emails, recipes of the week, a demo, how to use my Instant Pot, how to you know saute without oil. I also did a Forks Over Knives Ruby RX online cooking course, which is available to anybody. There's also a shorter, smaller culinary RX cooking show. So I, I try to link people to services that might be helpful and support what they're going through as well. Well, especially during these pandemic times, that is excellent that you're still able to get information to people, cooking classes to people, nutrition classes for people without having to put anybody in a in an uncomfortable situation where a person might be discouraged to go to. So you're still able to get that message out. I can definitely picture you at the uh, farmer's market with the the walk for adopt group and i hope like we all do to get back to that life someday you also mentioned on your website your hours are 8 to 2 30 and then 6 to 8 p.m i love that because it's not a standard you know we're open monday through friday 8 to 5 can you <laughs> tell us about how you set those hours and how have they been working for you yes regarding my hours that was a great tip from um, one of the DPC folks along the way, which is two, two to three fold. One is that if you've seen one DPC, you've seen one DPC. So I have a chance to create something that doesn't just work for my patients, but that can work for me. And the second thing would be to say that um, one of my favorite roles in life is being mom to our teenage daughters. And between three and six, roughly, is when they were getting out of school and needed to have a taxi mom, um, somebody to um, 
shovel them to their various activities. So the patients I wanted to attract, I wanted to know right away that their schedule could match up with my availability. So for instance, if somebody can only ever talk to me at four in the afternoon, that's probably somebody who needs to find a different DPC doc. Um, so it's sort of preparing the way for the patients that were gonna be the best fit for my practice. Now, having said that with COVID, things have changed and our kids have actually been doing some online schooling um, so that the uh, my hours will change with that and have changed with that. But um, the uh, I love that we can just put out there what's gonna work for me and for my patients. Something that I hope all uh, doctors who are in fee-for-service are very jealous of, right? I, I know that locally, I've talked to so many people who are small business owners and they can't see a doctor between eight to five. And that's their main reason for not having seen a doctor in five years, 10 years in some cases. So the fact yeah. that you're able to adjust your schedule and prepare future patients for that type of schedule that is accessible also is wonderful. Another um, great piece about scheduling that COVID has actually brought to the attention of many other traditional practices is that DPC was a front runner in using technology that would allow us to do secure texting and secure video chats so that we could reach our patients and our patients could reach us in very convenient ways. So what I loved is that in my DPC practice, I could have somebody who was gardening on the weekend call me on a Monday and say, guess what doc, um, I, I have a rash that looks like poison ivy and they can stay at work, snap me a picture of their rash, um, tell me a little bit about their symptoms, and I can stay in the comfort of whatever, wherever I am, my home, my office, the car in the parking lot waiting for the kids and give them appropriate medical advice and, and even prescribe from that technology as well so that people can, it is, it is friendly to, to workers. They don't have to stop what they're doing, drive, sit in a waiting room and have all that, that process. And the other part is that reachability after hours. The other thing about evening hours is that, and even weekends is that we can be more available, but we can compensate ourselves with time later if we want and need. And the other part is that for the DBC docs and people thinking about it out there is that we're so used to thinking about what it's like to be in traditional insurance-based medicine. And we're running on a hamster wheel, trying to take really good care of patients while seeing a large volume of patients so we can pay for our front staff and our nurse slash MA, our biller, our coder, our backend accounts receivable. We, we're having to pay for so many other people's salaries that we have to really run patients through. That is the beauty of DPC. Uh, we can function on a smaller uh, per, per capita staff and be able to take good care of people. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Your calls for more content have not fallen on deaf ears. I am so excited to announce the My DPC Story Patreon community. Delve into exclusive full-length interviews with pioneers like Dr. Niti Kapoor, our inaugural physician guest, and get further enlightening insights from our current season's doctors, starting with Dr. Harpreet Sui. Hear our guests share even more, from their worst days to their best days and everything in between. Get access to this treasure trove of conversations and more by joining our My DPC Story community now. Check out the link in the show notes or go to patreon.com forward slash mydpcstoryfan. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash mydpcstoryfan.
Absolutely. I want to shift to, on your website, you also are listed as a partner with Sidera. And so as people are finding value in the direct primary care movement as patients, people are also looking for alternatives to, to uh, run-of-the-mill insurances. And one of those is Sidera Health. So could you share about what that means that you are a partner with Sidera and how has that helped you attain members? Yeah, thank you. Um, the, so just to be clear, I'm not actually a partner in the sense that there's nothing legal, nothing signed, there's no shared finances, there's no um, kickbacks or anything like that. But what, I, what, but what they are is an organization that I believe is a great complement to direct primary care. So Sidera is a medical cost sharing program where people pay, much like PPC, they pay a monthly rate and then they um, are able to go to that community when there is a larger expense uh, to ask for some support in those medical expenses. It's really important to educate yourself about those. There's other um, similar products out there called health sharing ministries people might be um, familiar with, but because they have stood behind their patients well, and because it's a good fit for the people who like me or direct primary care can be an enormous savings. So um, people who are in my practice who choose to do Sidera get a break on the Sidera pricing because Sidera knows that um, uh, direct primary patients of direct primary care practices have had the time to know their doctors. The doctors have time to interview them well and examine them well, and therefore tend to have better outcomes, have uh, better preventive measures, are able to be kept out of the urgent care and ER so that they are lower expense to be taken care of by um, uh, Sidera. So they give them a break that way. It's a great resource for people to know, especially given what has happened with insurances and healthcare during this pandemic. I have become a huge fan of podcasts. Ever since Sarah Koenig hosted the first season of Serial, I was hooked. Now, creating this podcast has become part of my daily life. While it is an exciting new hobby, I also see it as a privilege that I get to interview so many DPC and direct care doctors. If you are interested in starting a podcast, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. First of all, it's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast as well with no minimum listenership. It's basically everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Because you are approaching your one-year anniversary and congratulations on that, I wanted to see, yeah, I wanted to see if you could share any challenges you might have had to face since you opened your doors and how have you overcome those challenges? So thank you, because I actually have had a number of challenges and the, there is a Chinese figure that for the word crisis, it's made up both of a, a figure for danger and a figure for opportunity. And so what I'd like to have, think of is when I'm having my challenges is, you know, what's the opportunity here? Uh, the other thing um, that people have said to me is that the entrepreneurship is self-growth disguised as a business pursuit. And um, I have definitely feel like this whole thing has been a personal growth challenge, whether there's insecurities, um, there's business side of knowledge to 
gather and grow. So I had a number of challenges. The first one being that I found my space before I was ready to open. But knowing how good the space was, I didn't want to lose it. So when all of a sudden I was responsible for rent, that made me jump in before I was just a little bit quite ready. So I didn't have my name. I, I did have my business entity. I didn't have my name. I didn't have a logo. Um, I didn't have furniture. I didn't have equipment. And I, um, I think I failed to mention at the beginning that I actually was opening in a new community. So I wasn't known and I wasn't porting patients with me. So this was going to be a DPC from scratch. I felt like I was starting, you know, starting behind the eight ball. But for those who are considering joining uh, this movement, I opened my first patient with a card table and a nice little tablecloth and a set of flowers and two small chairs, my stethoscope and a blood pressure cuff and, and the desire to listen and the time to do it. So I really feel like you don't have to have everything perfect um, when you start off. Another challenge was a financial challenge uh, having to do with the bookkeeping um, program I decided to use for my practice. Everybody told me it was such a great, easy thing to do. It turned out for me, it wasn't such an easy thing to do. And there were some financial glitches that happened that impacted my bottom line. So I just needed to eat humble pie, take a deep breath, I reach out to my friends to tell them that I had made this mistake and I felt so bad, um, feel shored up by my, my DPC friend community and just go out there and um, much like a CEO is much like a captain of ship. And this was a chance for me to course correct. And um, it'll be one of many times I will, I'm sure we'll have to course correct on the business side of things. So the first was to start off in a new community uh, with my space ahead of my practice and um, no logo and the financial program. Um, but I can tell you that the creativity, this allows me to make my own rules and pick my own equipment to set my own hours, you know, to take the time I want with patients has just, it's so meaningful that it wipes out any stress that those things might look like from the outside. That's wonderful to hear, especially given that you're, you're probably speaking words that are true for a lot of people. Um, when, when you are, uh, in, in a in a doctor's mindset, and you are jumping into a doctor's and businessman mindset. I'm I'm sure mm-hmm. that everyone has their challenges, whether big or small, and you have overcome your challenges and have used the root of and heart of DPC to get you through those tough times. I wanted yeah, to ask some rapid fire questions. The first of which is, do you have any tech or tools that you use and love? Yes, I love my portable EKG machine. It'll, it'll, and I, everything I have is portable. So I can take my blood pressure cuff and my thermometer, my pulse ox and my EKG machine and my stethoscope and my little black bag and do home visits, which I love. I also have a, a slated next to get a point of care ultrasound and a dermatoscope. Yeah, the dermatoscopes are amazing as well. I think that that will provide a lot of value to your patients, especially for things that are precancerous or cancerous that you can remove because you've identified them using your dermatoscope. In terms of resources that you might recommend to others, do you have any in particular that you'd like to add to the resources you've previously mentioned? So I'd like to give a shout out to Spruce. That's the app, the platform I use to do our HIPAA compliant texting. Um, it's affordable. It's um, uh, the patients are reassured that they can send me pictures and files and um, questions. It's a really a large part of my practice to be quite honest. And it can integrate with my electronic medical record which is a nice feature. Um, also has some telemedicine features and for some asynchronous communication. 
and also provides um, a phone number if, if somebody wants. It goes right to my cell phone. So nobody has to know whether I'm Perfect. actually physically in the office or not. For those who are considering jumping into DPC, what is something that you could tell them to give them a little extra nudge? Hold the hands of your DPC community and jump. It's so worth it. You won't want to look back. And as you're jumping, know that part of your safety net needs to be a financial plan for, you know, a real good look at where you are financially with student loans, with family obligations. Um, how are you going to bridge that um, initial startup cost time, but use the support of your DPC community. For listeners who might want to reach out to you, what is the best way to get a hold of you? Yes, thank you. I'd love for people to reach out. I'm happy to answer any questions or to explain the model further. My website is www.hetrichhealth.com. That's www.hetrichhealth.com. Thank you so much, Dr. Jennifer, for joining us today. Best of luck with everything going into the future. Thank you so much. I really love this forum and I look forward to hearing other people's stories as well. Thank you, Marielle. Next week, look forward to hearing from Dr. Janine Rodhams of Santa Cruz DPC. Until then, this is Marielle Conception. For more information on this episode and much more, please visit mydpcstory.wixsite.com slash mysite. That's mydpcstory.wixsite.com forward slash M-Y-S-I-T-E. Thank you.